this morning, um, I had it on my heart. I've been praying about, you know, this weekend. I, I do know in advance that Keith's going to be gone, but sometimes you get a chance to know some things in advance that you're going to get to do. And um, the Lord is going to let allow me, and, and I feel like it's right. I feel like it's the right thing to do. Uh, every time over the last few times that Keith has been gone, he has really dealt with me real strong to stay on the subject of being led by the Holy Ghost. Because I feel like it's such a strong, strong area that we need every single day in our lives. And I don't, I personally don't know of anything that is more important than that in our daily lives. Because if you can hear from the Holy Ghost, then you can, you can make every decision that you need to make in your daily lives. It will help you in anything that you need to do. So in praying about that particular subject again, I was thinking about the actual skits that the kids did. And I thought, what greater thing? How many of you were not here for the marriage meeting and got to see the skits that the kids did? Raise your hand. Now, don't be embarrassed. I'd like to know. Raise them real high so, so that I can see. Yeah, that's what I thought. Over half the crowd. So I thought it would be a really, really good thing for you to be able to see them. Because it doesn't, these skits, how many of you that were in the marriage meeting realized immediately it was not about marriage? It helped your marriage, but it was not about marriage. The skits were not. What was it about? Being led. Being led. So, because if you can be led in your marriage, then you won't have any troubles in your marriage. Period. So, I thought, what a better way to help the people to be led than to go over these skits again and teach on, instead of emphasizing maybe marriage side of it, emphasize the being led side of it. So we did these again, and the kids are so gracious. Some of them had summer plans. Some of them had, were leaving town. Some of them had jobs. Some of them had different things. And every one of them are here again this morning and came to practice again and forego different things that they had planned. Every single one of them are here again this morning doing this for you guys and for the Lord. It's their, they're ministering to you this morning. So, guys, y'all can turn the lights down, and they can go ahead and start setting up. And so, as you're watching this, I would like for your focus to be on, you're checking your heart in these scenarios. You may not have the exact scenario that they're showing up here, but you probably have something pretty similar or close in your life. So, check what the Holy Ghost is telling them, and see if you've ever been in a situation yourself that would, you know, be close to what they're saying and what they're doing. Now, as the Holy Ghost tells them things, see if you've ever overridden what the Holy Ghost has told you in these situations and it's caused you to go forward and miss it. And then make the correction in the situation when it arises again. And now I'm going to do differently this morning than I did the last time. I'm going to get up here in between segments, but I'm not going to teach in between segments. I may tell you the names of the kids that were in the sets, and then I'm going to follow up at the end and tell you some things. So whenever, you know, the guys are ready, I don't know how long it's going to take them. Dan did, or how long is it going to take them? They're ready? All right, guys. They're not ready? They, it doesn't take them long. They can do this. They've got it down pat so quickly now that they can do it. I think they said it in, in like 30 seconds or a minute now. 
Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty swift. These kids are. So um, they've done it. They're ready now. Okay. Finally, we're leaving. I know. I can't wait to get there. This is the last day of Belk's been sailing. We're gonna only gonna have two hours to shop. Yeah, and Belk is the only place that carries those shoes I've been saving up for. Check the oil in the tires before you leave. What are you doing? Uh, I just feel like I should check the oil and the tires on the car before we get going. Didn't Listen, you do that so already? I did a few days ago, but I just think it's really important, so if I could just do that. Listen to what he's going. saying. We're going to hit rush hour, and we're never going to have any time to shop. Dad, I have to get those shoes. I understand that, but this will just take a minute, and I think it's important, so just... Why do you wait. do this? You're always like, let me do this. I have to do this. Why don't you ever plan ahead? No. Okay, fine. Just get in the car. I'm, I'm sick of hearing it. We're leaving. And now I can't wait to get there. And did you know that today is the last day of Belk's big sale? And if we don't leave now, we'll hit rush hour, and we won't have any time to shop. Yeah, and Belk is the only place that carries those shoes I've been saving up for. Check the oil in the tires before you leave. <clears throat> what are you doing? Uh, I... I feel like I need to check the oil and the tires before we get going, so I'm just going to do that real quick. Listen to what he's saying. But didn't you already do that already? Yeah, but I really feel like I need to do it real quick, so I'm going to do this real quick. No, okay, if we don't leave now, we're going to hit rush hour. I won't have any time to shop. Dad, I have to have those shoes. I understand, but it'll just take a minute, so wait. Well, I'll be well, there in a second. What's the big deal? We have to leave now. I'm, I'm ready to leave, but I'm going to check the oil and the tires first. Good thing I checked. Uh, looks like the right front tire's a little soft, and we're probably about two quarts low in oil. So we'll have to stop by the gas station before we get going. Stop at the gas station. We'll never make it on time. It's so hot outside, and I'm thirsty. Well, I can't do anything about that now. This is all your fault. My fault. This is my fault? How can this possibly be my fault when you were the one who would not let me check this earlier? Calm down. Why don't you ever be a real man besides? You're supposed to know so much about cars. Okay, no, don't even start, okay? I know enough. I'll tell you something else. You see this car? Yeah, this one right here. Do you know what's wrong with it? It's useless to us now. You know why? Because yes. you're stupid? No! The engine is blown! Do you have any idea how much this is going to cost me to fix?
Well, we're here. Um, looks like I only have about an hour to shop, but at least we made it, right? Right. I am so thankful we're not those people on the side of the road. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you should apologize for acting that way earlier. Um, honey, I'm sorry for being really pushy earlier. Me too, Dad. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I forgive you. We all miss it sometimes. But uh, I tell you what, I do have a little extra cash, so why don't you get yourself something a little nicer today? Oh, thank you. Lights back there. There we go. They did a good job, didn't they? Well, I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost doesn't follow us around in a white suit. But um, for today's project, we had to put him, you know, in the back seat of the car. The Holy Ghost really lives inside of us. And so uh, I'll tell you some more about that in a little bit. But for, for those of you who didn't know, uh, the first skip, that was Taylor Ashley driving the car. Sarah, was the, Sarah Kirkland was the mom. Jocelyn McClammy was the child. And in the second set, in case you didn't figure this out... Um, that we're doing this as uh, the good scene and the bad scene, what to do and what not to do. And so they called these the not-leds and the newly-leds. <laughs> so uh, the second set was Jeremy Pledger, Tori Sanderson, and Jasmine McClammy. So uh, these guys are portraying what you should do and what you should not do, and we do not, any of us, want to be left on the roadside of despair because we didn't listen and check our hearts before we left home. And so uh, you always want to check your hearts and check, with, check in with the Holy Ghost before you take off and do a, uh, a road trip anywhere, whether it's just to the mall or down to the landing or any place. So uh, are they ready for me, Dan? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, it doesn't take them long, but uh, these, um, these skits portray things that happen in our daily lives. Each one of them are things that we put together in youth um, one night when the Lord dealt with me about putting these things together, I went in one night and I asked the kids what were things that they thought of. And within about 30 minutes, each one of these things came out of things that we all dealt with in our daily lives. And all we did was put a few words to them. And these are things, actual things that the Holy Ghost gave us immediately. It's not something that that we sat for hours and tried to come up with. And that's what's so wonderful about it to me is because it was the Holy Ghost from the get-go. And as we did these, you can see where there are things that you deal with whether it's your car or whether it's go check on your kid outside, you check in with the Holy Ghost on each one of the things that you're doing, and he'll protect you from whatever you're doing. And so um, they're probably ready, yeah. Believe me for the money. Mom, are you ready to go to the mall? What are you doing in here? I told you to stay in the car. What are you doing with Dad's money? It's not Dad's money. It's just as much mine as it is his. Now get in the car. Go. I'm going. You don't want to get your dresses that way.
Leave me for the money. Mom, I thought we were going to the mall. What are you doing here? I thought I told you to stay in the car. Well, what are you doing with Dad's money? It's not Dad's money. I mean, I'm just borrowing it now. Get in the car. Okay, fine. You don't want to get your dresses that way. Have you seen the money? What money? The money I had in my sock drawer. We need that for the mortgage payment this month. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why don't you ask your daughter? Are these new? These dresses? No, I've had these. You're lying. The tags are still on them. You went shopping at the most expensive store in this town with the money we need for the, the mortgage payment? That wasn't your money. Apologize. I'm not well, going to make things right. Well, if you would make right. more money, we wouldn't need to use your payment savings for bills. That's all you ever care about is money. You're always buying stuff for you. Take the dresses back. I am not taking these back, okay? I deserve them for all the stuff I put up with from you. Take them back. No! Hey, where's the money? What money? The money I put in my sock drawer. We need it for the mortgage payment this month. Well, I, uh... Are those new? Maybe. Maybe the tags are still on them. You went shopping at the most expensive store in town with the money we need for our house? That wasn't your money. Apologize and offer to make things right. Yes, I'm sorry. I took the money. It wasn't mine. We really have to have that money. Take the dresses back. I can take the dresses back to the store. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll do it. Well, that doesn't happen in anybody's house in this church. <laughs> ah, but that was a scenario that the youth came up with, seemed like right away. Um, they must have seen it in a relative's as far, far away. That's what we'll believe for. So, um, but these scenarios happen, I'm sure, when people were not saved, you know, and um, they've seen them in other time zones and got translated here um, to this time zone. That was um, the first set was Thomas Cantrell, Josie Dyke, Jesse Taylor, the ones that were not changing. Jesse's telling him, if you made more money, we've never said anything like that. And um, 
the uh, newly led dad was uh, Jeremiah Herbert, Sarah Laughlin, and uh, the child was Zach Pledger. Uh, these scenarios, you don't have to um, go too far to hear them and see them. It's all the time seems like one or the other, you know, putting pressure on the other person, you know, for money. And uh, it's going back to just trusting the Holy Ghost. And uh, we'll get into that some more in a minute. But uh, it's trusting the Holy Ghost for what you need, just like what the Holy Spirit told him from the very beginning. You don't have to look to your spouse for your funds. You can look to the Holy Ghost and to God to direct you as to how to get, you know, more funds. And uh, we're going to get into that, you know, about being led uh, when we get to the to the end of this. Um, it's real easy to... Um, get out of God's plan and begin to put pressure on other people. And that's the easiest thing to do. And uh, I don't want to get too far into some of the other stuff that I'm going to share with you, but um, then both of you wind up hurting and stuff. So um, we'll get back to it. I know that they're probably ready. This other didn't need much stuff. So, uh, yeah. Mom, can I borrow the card tonight? All right. Just make sure you're home by curfew. And be sure to call me sometime while you're out. All right. You should ask before borrowing that money. Can I borrow the car tonight? Okay, just be home by curfew and please call sometime when you're out. All right. You should ask before borrowing that money. Hey, Mom, can I borrow the car again tonight? I'm supposed to drive the guys to practice. Borrow the car? Borrow the car. Do you remember the last time I let you borrow the car? Yeah, last night. Yeah, that's right, last night. How late did you get home? I don't know. Late. When is your curfew? 11. You Calm came down. home at 11.50. Why didn't you call me? I told you to call me. My phone died. Oh, your phone died. Your phone never dies when you're talking to your stupid little friends. Do you not have enough sense to know where to charge your phone? And you couldn't borrow a friend's phone anyway. Okay, next time I'll call you. Good. And what about the money you stole out of my purse? I didn't steal it. I borrowed it for gas. I'll pay you back. Oh, and how are you going to do that? I got a job, like you said. Oh, and what is it? Pickpocketing with your little friends? You can't keep a job. Don't bring that up. Father this isn't the time. Keep... Father, why do you keep bringing him up? Because you just like him. He could never do anything right, and he was never here when we needed him. May I be here either. Good. Hey mom, can I borrow the car again tonight? It's my turn to take the guys to practice. Borrow the car? Why did I tell you last time I let you borrow the car? I don't know. What time is your curfew? 11. What time did you come in last night? I don't know. Late? It was almost an hour past your curfew. And why didn't you call me? My phone died. 
You could have used a friend's phone. And what about the money that was in my purse? I used it for gas. You usually pay for the gas. Besides, I got a job. I'll pay you back. That's not the point. You took money without my permission. I don't know if I can trust you to take the car out again. But, Mom, I gotta take the guys to practice tonight. Calm down. Give him an opportunity to build the trust back. Okay. I can let you use the car tonight. But there are a few conditions. Okay. I'm moving your curfew from 11 to 10 p.m. That's to give you plenty of time to get back. And you have to call me when you get to practice and when you leave to come home. Will you do that? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I knew I should have asked. Okay. Here are the keys. Be sure to charge your phone. And by the way, I love you. Thanks, Mom. Well, are you getting any ideas? Are you enjoying it at all? Yeah, they're, they're doing a good job. You may not see the significance of it. And to be honest with you, there's some good points of doing this and some bad points, just like the skits are good and bad. You know, TV is good and it's bad because, in a way, you don't realize the significance of the importance of the Holy Ghost sometimes because the Holy Ghost is real. He's not just a person that's standing beside you saying those things. He is a real person that lives inside of you telling you those things. And so many times because of things like this, someone standing beside you telling you that sort of thing and you hearing that sort of thing, you push it off because you pretend like it's not real. Just like you pretend like a show is not real. You can get into you to where you can harden yourself. Why is it so easy for people to go out and pull a gun and kill people today? Because they've hardened themselves, they've desensitized themselves to killing other people, other humans. Because they sit there and watch the TV all the time and they see it. They see things that you used to wouldn't have seen. Well, in doing this this morning, there's good sides and bad sides to it. People, we have become visionary and we have become desensitized to certain things. If we can't see it, and feel it. We don't believe it. And that's almost the way we've become with God. I mean, we see these skits up here and, and we walk away from here and say, oh, that was just a skit. It's not real. But the Holy Ghost is real. It's not just a skit. And God is real. They are real people. And it doesn't pay for us to avoid listening to them. And we have desensitized ourselves to listening to them. Just like you tune off the TV, we've decided to tune off God. And it's not benefited 
benefited us at all. So we've got to make a choice. We've got to decide whether we're going to choose the good side or the bad side. Whether we're going to choose to listen to the Holy Ghost or not listen to the Holy Ghost. When I get to the end of this, we're going to get into some pointers as to how you can do that. So stay hooked. We've still got, we're probably halfway there with some of these skits. Stay hooked. Don't turn off yet. Are they ready for it, Dan? Okay. It was great. Did you see the Lakers game? Yeah. What a shot at the end. Yeah, that put him in the finals. How about you? How was your weekend? Don't mention your husband. My weekend? My weekend was terrible. My husband and I, we just don't get along anymore, and we argue a lot. I'm sorry to hear that, but i got to go check some emails. I hope that all works out, but I've got to go back to work. Hey, I'm sorry to hear about your husband. He seems like he's a pretty mean guy. This isn't right. It's not that he's a mean guy. It's just he's changed, and it seems like he doesn't have time for me anymore. He doesn't have time for you? I don't understand that. You know, I'm with you eight hours a day, and I love spending time with you. Maybe we could get together sometime and talk about it over a cup of coffee or something. Don't do it. You know, that sounds good. It would be nice to have somebody to talk to. So how was your guys' weekend? I finally got all this laundry done. It had been like piling up for weeks. Laundry? You know, I used to have that same problem. Now I have kids. <laughs> so how was your weekend? Don't mention your husband. My weekend? My weekend was terrible. My husband and I, we just don't get along anymore and we argue a lot. That's too bad. I gotta go get some coffee. Yeah, I hope that all works out for you, but I've got to get back to work. Doesn't sound like your husband's a very nice guy. This isn't right. Well, it's not that he's not a nice guy. He's just changed, and he doesn't seem to have very much time for me anymore. I don't understand that. I mean, I spend eight hours a day with you, and I love it. You, you know what? I think I need to get back to work. What's up, CJ? Have you seen Anna? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, Anna, you think uh, a little later you can give these a look over? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Watch yourself. Hey, did you and your husband ever get that stuff worked out? No, you know, we didn't. It's just the same thing. He's too busy for me. Well, I'm free after work today, you know. If you want to go get a cup of coffee or something, we can. Don't do it. In this now. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Stop this. You know it isn't right. Honey, hey, I have to stay at work late tonight. Okay, bye.
Hey, have you seen Brandy anywhere? Alright, thanks. Watch yourself. Hey, Brandy, here's those uh, papers that you wanted. Oh, thank you. So, uh, how are you and your husband doing? Oh, uh, we're doing a lot better. I think we're going to be able to work it out. Well, you know, if you ever want to get together, like, sometime after work to talk about stuff, I'm here for you. You got my number. Um, you know, that's okay. Actually, I've been making dinner for my husband, and it gives us more of an opportunity to talk. Okay. Good job, guys. I didn't tell you who the other ones were. The handling kids, one or handling teens, one was uh, um, that didn't do it quite properly was Jackie Parker and Andrew Henry. It was so cute when we were practicing for this the first night. Um, we were in there, and I think um, Eli Herbert was wanted to be her child, and um, Jackie started practicing, and she was trying to yell at Eli, and she said, uh, I can't yell at him. He's too sweet. <laughs> And so uh, we said, well, who can you yell at? And she says, Andrew. <laughs> so we, Andrew volunteered to be yelled at. So, um, yeah, he, they did a good job. And then um, the second one when it was uh, Amanda Bagenstoss and John Michael Gentry, and they did an excellent job, too. And then uh, the office affair leading to the affair um, was... Um, the, the ones that didn't do so good and were leading toward the affair was uh, Anna Chapman and Jeremy Pledger, the ones that had to go do their emails and stuff and uh, take care of stuff with C.J. Uh, Willis and Adam Rogers. And then the ones that decided they weren't going to have an affair were Brandy Taylor and Thomas Kentrell, Andrew Bagenstoss and Brittany Norman, and they did a good job on that. So, uh, yes, yes. Are they ready for the next one, Dan? One second. One second. One. Are you ready now? They are doing such a... Don't you think... Aren't you so impressed with our youth that they would do this? Yes. They just impress me all the time with how, how good a job they do with everything. So they should be ready here pretty quickly. Yes. Dad, can I go to my friend's house tonight after dinner and hang out? I don't know. You haven't done your chores today. I could always do them tomorrow. Tomorrow? You always say that, but they never get done. Plus, your grades are slipping. I talked to your English teacher today, and you failed your test. You what? Deal with this later. You failed your English test? Then what were you doing at your friend's house last night, way past midnight, and way past your curfew? We were studying, okay? Yes, dear, remember, we were the ones who... Shut up! Me. Don't tell me to shut up! No, because if he was studying, he wouldn't have failed his test. Hey, it's not my fault. It's my teacher. She's stupid. Oh, your teacher. It's her fault? Yeah. You're the one who's stupid! Hey, shut up! He's not stupid. He just needs more help. You're the one who's never home to help him out. Oh, so now it's my fault? Is that it, Barbie? Well, let me explain. Let me explain something to you. You want to know what I do all day? Calm down. I work. You need to take that job at the grocery store. I work so that we can pay for that car in the garage that you wanted. I work so that we can pay for this house that you wanted. And I work so that we can pay for that kid that you wanted. Stop yelling at me. You're supposed to love me. Oh, stop yelling. Love you? If you just listen to me and submit, we wouldn't be having this discussion.
today? It was good. Football practice went great. That's good. Hey, did you get a report back on your science test? Yeah, but I didn't do that good. Well, what kind of grade did you get? A C minus. Well, did you try your best? Yeah, I thought I would get a better grade. I was really disappointed. Well, next time I'll help you and you'll get a better grade. I want you to take that job at the grocery store. So, honey, did you get a chance to talk to your boss about getting time off on vacation? I did. Um, he said that that was fine. So, everything at work is covered. We just need to find somebody to watch our cat. Maybe we can have one of the neighbor kids do it. Mm-hmm. Or I thought about asking Aunt Tina. Ooh, can we go skiing? I was offered a job at the grocery store today, which sounds ridiculous because I work corporate making good money, but if I take this job at the grocery store, I'd be able to spend more time with the family, like my wife is saying. But if I stay at corporate, I would make the money I need to support the family. What should I do? You need to take the job at the grocery store. Okay. Hey, honey, listen up, because I just heard from the Lord, and since I am the head of the house and your commander-in-chief and all, I think I'm going to take the job at the grocery store, so that way I can spend more time with you and with our child. What? Listen to what he's saying. That means lower pay. I understand that, honey, but at dinner, weren't you just saying how I'm not home enough to spend time with the family? No, you're not taking that job. We need that money. So now it's about the money. Well, what about that car we wanted to buy? Another car? Come on, give me a break. We haven't finished paying for the car we got. Oh, yeah, well, what about the house payment? What about your child? How you know are you going to support no. your own family? Forget it. Forget I said anything about the stupid job. I won't take it, okay? You can sleep on the couch tonight. Now would be a good time to talk with her about that job. Hey, honey, I think I'm going to take that job. The, the job at the grocery store? Yes. But, honey, that job is lower pay, and we have this whole vacation that we planned out. I know, but the more I pray about it, the more I feel like that's what the Lord wants us to do. Well, I'm not in agreement with you. You can trust him. I really don't think you should take that job. I've talked with him and told him to do this. But you're the head of the house. And I know you can hear from God. So if that's what the Lord dealt with you to do, you do it. And I'll support you. This is Ken. Yes, sir, I'm working on it right now. Yes, sir, I realize you're on a deadline, but I'm doing the best. No, sir, I don't want to lose your account. 
Listen, just give me some time. Sir, sir. Stupid customers. Hello? Yeah, this is Ken. Who's this? Car payments? No, I haven't mailed my car payment. Why do you need to know what color my car is? No, repossess? You can't repossess my car. Listen, just hold on, give me some time, and I'll get you the money, all right? This day's been so horrible. Corporate, just give me the raise we talked about. I'd be able to make my payments. What's this? It's uh, from headquarters. You need to read it. It's not good news. Probably some stupid money-saving idea from upper management. What? How can they do this to me? I don't believe this is happening. Dude, make a good manager. Hey, Ward, can I talk to you here for a minute? Yes, sir. You know, I've been watching your work here, and you're doing a great job. You never complain about anything that I give you to do, and you're always on time. I mean, look, you even stack the cans right. Nobody does that anymore. And I was needing a new manager position filled in, and I was thinking about you. Are you interested? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that's great. You can start training tomorrow. And for your salary, I was thinking something like this. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. It's more money than I made at my last job. Thank you, God. I knew you would take care of us. How does it look? What's wrong? What happened? Well, first of all, not getting that raise we talked about. They're laying off a bunch of people from corporate, and I may be losing my job as well. What? Well, what about the car payments? What are we supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you ask God? I'm tired of sitting in church, not seeing any results. I don't understand why this is happening to us. Today. today was one of the best days yet. Really? What happened? Well, you know that new couple at church? Mm -hmm. I do. They have kids my age. They're really nice. Well, they came into the store today, and they said the Lord felt like was they were telling was telling them to give me a check, and they, uh -huh. so they paid, gave me some money. That's me. great. And that was a, that was not even the greatest part. I found out later that we had the highest sales in district again. That means another bonus. Wow, praise God. And here's my favorite part. When Mr. Pringles came in to congratulate me, he told me that the corporate office is taking us on an all-expense-paid vacation. Are you serious? Oh, that's awesome. You know, ever since you took this job, God has really blessed our lives. I mean, he helped us pay off our car. Every single one of our bills are paid on time, every time, 
and we still have money to put into our savings account each month. I mean, every time I think about it, I just think about how thankful I am for the Holy Spirit's leading. God is so good. Soon we'll have so much money, we won't know what to do with it all. I know. Can we buy a boat? The kids always have the answer. Can we buy a boat? Yes, yes, yes. Well, those guys, they did an excellent job. Matt is usually not that vocal, but he did an excellent job pretending to be a mean husband, didn't he? Yes, yes, yes. Nobody wants to play that part, but he did an excellent job. Matt Hamblin, Lauren Pledger, Adam Rogers, and David Blanchard, they uh, brought the message, said it's not good news, you know. But um, then uh, we had uh, Micah Herbert, Emily Black, Eli Herbert, and Jake English as the boss. So they did really, really a good job. You can tell the difference in obeying God. It doesn't always look good. It doesn't look like you're do- making the right decision when you have to take a lower-paying job or when you have to do something that looks dumb to the flesh. But it can look really, really dumb to the flesh. But if God's in it, you can come out winning on the other side. So uh, always pay attention to the Holy Spirit. So they should be ready on this other one. It just shouldn't take them but just a second. They just got to change, change out. Um, this, this is a, a new one that we didn't do for the marriage meeting. So those of you who were here for it, uh, they wanted to add one that they missed. So uh, we've got some new, new people participating in this one. So you'll enjoy it along with the others. They should be ready in just a second. No problem. It looks good on the menu. Um, I'm going to have one of those chocolate monster milkshakes. What's that? Um, let's see. There's chocolate ice cream, chocolate syrup, chocolate chips, chocolate soda, chocolate whipped cream, and to top it all off, chocolate covered cherry. That's way too much chocolate for me. So, I like chocolate. Hi guys, may I take your order? Yeah, I'll have a cheeseburger and a Dr. Pepper. Okay, and you sir? I'll have one of those chocolate monster milkshakes. Okay, so that's one cheeseburger, one Dr. Pepper, and one chocolate monster milkshake. Now would be a good time to pray over the food. Wow, there sure is a lot of people that we know in here today. Yeah, hey, isn't that Rams and Brittany over there? You should pray over the food now. You think we should pray now? Well, it's only a milkshake. Yeah, I guess you're right. Besides, here it comes. Here's one Dr. Pepper and one chocolate monster milkshake. Your cheeseburger will be on in a few moments. Thank you. Boy, I'm thirsty. 
buying lunch today. No problem. So, what looks good on the menu for you? I think I'm gonna try a chocolate monster milkshake. Hmm, what's in it? It's got chocolate ice cream, chocolate syrup, chocolate chips, chocolate whipped cream, and to top it all off, a chocolate covered cherry. That sounds like too much chocolate for me. So, I like chocolate. May I take your guy's order? Um, yes, I'll take a cheeseburger and a Diet Dr. Pepper, please. And I think I'm gonna try a chocolate monster milkshake. Okay, so that's one cheeseburger, one Diet Dr. Pepper, and one chocolate monster milkshake. Okay. Now would be a good time to pray over the food. Um, do you think we should pray now? Well, there's a lot of people that we know around here. Can't we just wait? You should pray over the food now. Um, aren't you the one that always prays over your food? Yeah, usually, but you're only getting a shake. No, I still really feel like we should pray over it. Yeah, you're right. Let's pray. Dear Father, we pray that you guide them in the preparation and selection for our food, that we may have good food, clean food. And you said if we served you, that you bless our bread and water and take sickness from the midst of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Look, here it comes. Here you go. One Diet Dr. Pepper and one chocolate monster milkshake. Thank you. Where's Charlie at? Supposed to buy lunch today. Didn't you hear? Hear what? Charlie got sick after lunch yesterday. He was so sick his wife had to come and pick him up. Wow. He called him this morning. If he doesn't get better soon, he's going to check into the hospital. That's bad. I had lunch with him yesterday, and all he had was one of those chocolate-covered milkshakes. Hey, did you hear what happened to Charlie? Um, no. What happened? Well, Charlie went home sick yesterday after lunch. He had one of those chocolate monster milkshakes in the restaurant next door. Chocolate monster milkshake? Yeah. Wait, isn't that what you had? Yeah, I'm sure glad the Holy Spirit reminded us to pray over our food. Me too. Well, glory. The Holy Spirit reminded them. I only have one question. I've got to find Chelsea and Rams. There, there's like something really like wrong here. Come back out here just a minute, Chelsea and Rams. Y'all can turn my lights up because I think we're, they, while they're taking the sets down even. Chelsea, Rams, there's like really something like wrong here that you both were like in a skit and didn't say like once, like once. <laughs> Are y'all feeling Okay. Good job, girls. <laughs> All right, everybody come back out here. Nathan, would you come out here, please? Let's introduce him with the lights on. Mr. Holy Ghost. 
Nathan Stick, didn't he do an excellent job? All the prop helps, all the prop helps, David, Jonathan, Zach Bauer, Jeremiah Herbert, Taylor, Ashley, Zach Pledger, all the rest of the crew, y'all come out. Then Charles Black, Sandy Black, Kevin Snavely, if Eric's not in with kids, Eric's out here, Patty Herbert, Cassie Crane. All you guys, and then sound and lights. I know um, Devin can't come out of the booth back there, but Greg Roller, he's back in the sound booth. He's been working with him for days. Wave your hand back there, Greg. Gary Pledger's. Y'all can't see Gary Pledger, but he's way up at the top of the ceiling. Isn't it Gary up there? Is that who's up there? Yeah, Gary Pledger's way up there with the spot going and stuff. And then makeup, we've got uh, Lisa Knight and Lynn Inman and Laura Reeves. Didn't everybody do an excellent job on this? I think they did. Take a bow, guys. Excellent job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I sure appreciate y'all's help. Coming in again and doing all the work you guys had to do. Taking your Saturday yesterday and... Working for the Lord. It pays good. It pays good. Well, I don't want to take too long, but I want to cover a couple of things that go right along with this about being led. Um, Romans eight fourteen. Because like I said, there's nothing more important than being led. Uh, just like the kids getting sick or the job or anything going in your life, you being led can determine whether you're rich or poor, sick or well, whatever, you know, your kids doing right or wrong. It's all left up to you being led. So let's find out a little bit about it. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Weymouth says, for those who are led by God's Spirit are all of them God's sons. So if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're God's sons. So I want to cover three R's this morning about being led. And I've covered some of these before, but I want to cover them real quickly and not take a lot of time with it. And if you'll stay hooked with me, we'll um, get to it and um, you can get it in your notes and you can refer back to it over and over and over again. And it'll help you on a daily basis because these are things that Brother Hagin's taught us and, and um, that I live by every single day of my life. I, I don't think I go five minutes without checking in with the Holy Ghost about what's going on or what's next or where we go or what we do. It's important when you leave here today, what restaurant you go to. It's important when you leave here today, what direction you drive to get to that restaurant. People don't take it seriously enough. It's important what people you take with you to lunch today. It's, it's not okay just to walk out of here and just casually just do what you routinely do. You should stop and ask the Lord, okay, 
Or just check in with your heart. You don't even have to ask. Just stop and check inside. And we'll get to that in just a minute. First of all, you must respect the Holy Ghost. Respect the Holy Ghost inside yourself. Never let what someone else gets override what you get. You must esteem him. It's That's what respect means. Esteem that he is there. How do you do it? You have to acknowledge that he exists. If you don't acknowledge that he exists and that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost, then you're, there's, you've not even started. You must acknowledge that there is a Holy Ghost, that he's alive and well, and that he's for you today, here and now. There's still a lot of people that don't even believe in the Holy Ghost. They believe that he's gone away. So if you don't believe that there is a Holy Ghost and that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost, then it will do you absolutely no good to see these skits today because you won't believe that he's there to help you here today, here presently now. But he is. He's the same yesterday He's he that he helped me yesterday. He'll help me today and he'll help me tomorrow. And he'll help you. Okay, Luke um, 11.13. And I want to cover these for some people that do not believe about being filled with the Holy Ghost. It'll give you an opportunity to understand that it's the same. This is New Testament. If you then, being evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So he's still giving the Holy Spirit to those that ask for him. So what do you have to do? You have to ask for him. God's not going to take the Holy Spirit and shove him on you if you don't want him. So you have to want the Holy Spirit in order for him to come on you or in you. Okay? Ephesians 1.13 says... In whom you have trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after also that you believed, you were sealed with the spirit of promise, the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. The Amplified calls it the first fruits of our inheritance. So it's like the deposit of what we're going to get. The down payment of our inheritance. The proof that we're going to get more. So if somebody's going to tell you, I want to buy your car, and I'm going to give you this $500 to hold it. This is my deposit. What does that mean? There's more to come. There's more to come. All right, Jude 20. This to me answers all questions about whether every person should have the Holy Spirit. Debates go out the window to me with this. 
But beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, how are you supposed to pray in something you can't get? That's not for you. How are you supposed to build yourself up on something you can't even have? Now, it wouldn't be real fair for God to tell me to go and do something. It wouldn't be real fair for Dave to go tell Ramsey, Ramsey, go clean up your room and she doesn't even have a room. That wouldn't be real good, would it? But God says, pray, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The Amplified says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, doing what? Well, how can you do that if it's not for you? If it's for somebody else, if it's for your neighbor or it's done away with, how can you do that? You can't. You can only pray in the Holy Ghost if it's for you. So number one, you must um, respect the Holy Ghost and that there is a Holy Ghost and that he is for you. Okay? Number two. Recognize his dealings. Recognize means show awareness of, approve, appreciate, to be able to distinguish, to know, identifies, discriminate, tell one from the other, discern, pay attention to his promptings. Now that's what most of these skits were about. Did each and every one of these people have a choice? As to whether they obeyed what the Holy Spirit told them or not. Now, when they were sitting at the table and Matt were screaming and yelling at Lauren and telling her that he was stupid and she was stupid and to shut up and all this stuff. Could he even hear the Holy Ghost tell him to take that job? Couldn't even hear it. You can have so much going on in your life that you can't even hear the Holy Ghost. Go on. You get out of here. He smells. Um, you can be so busy. You can have so many people pulling on you. You can have so much going on that you don't even know it. When the Holy Ghost is there with you and you learn to pay attention to him and he's talking to you, 
He will tell you things consistently. Consistently. You can be driving down the road. I remember, I hope they don't mind me telling this, but Dino and Cheryl are here this morning. And I remember before we started the church here, they were going to another church. And um, they got in their car about a week or so after we started this church. They didn't know us. We didn't know them. Well, we had met one time, but Dino doesn't remember it. I remember, but he doesn't remember it. I made such an influence, you know, an impact on him and stuff. (laughs) But anyway, they got up that one morning to go to church. And they said that the Holy Ghost told them to turn right. Is that correct? Instead of left. Now, they believe that made an impact on their lives. From where they were going to church. Because they listened to what the Holy Ghost told them. Now, they could have not listened to what the Holy Ghost told them. And went ahead and went left. Just as easily. It would have been... Did did sirens go off? Did buzzers go off? Did bells go off? No. Now, that happens in your life all the time. Just all the time. The Holy Ghost is telling you stuff, but can you hear him? Do you hear him? He's telling you stuff day in and day out. What are you doing with it? Is the radio really loud in your car? Is the TV really loud in your house? What are you doing when he says, calm down? What are you doing when he says, don't bring that up right now? Start on your way. What are you doing? He tells Mo, Mo, don't bring that up to Sharon right now. It's not a good time. It's a bad day for her. She's already got this going on in her heart. But he means he's going to bring it up today. And he's going to press it. What do you think is going to happen between them? They're going to have some problems. He goes into work today. He wants a raise. Or he's having trouble with a co-worker. Or this is happening. And the Holy Ghost says, today's not a good day to talk about that. Today's not a day to confront them with that. They've got this going on with their kids. They've got this going on with their husband. Leave it alone. But they've got a dogged determination. Today is the day. They're going to talk about it. Doesn't go well. They get demoted instead of promoted. The Holy Ghost says, take that job. But you say, Lord, it's clear across the other side of town, and I'd have to have a new car, and I'd have to have this, and I'd have to have that. Don't you think he already knew that? (laughs) 
but because we can't figure it out up here, we reason it out and override what the Holy Ghost told us. This scenario that we did about the job, we could give you 25 people here in this church that that very scenario has happened to. It looked like from the natural they were taking a lower paying job for a season. And now they're way on top. That was a real scenario. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You must recognize that he's talking to you. You must recognize what he's saying. He talks to people differently. You know, when um, Anna was over here at the desk and the Holy Ghost told her he got stronger. Did you, did you catch that? Don't do this. You know better than this. He wasn't as quiet as what he had been. When, you're, when things are getting serious, the Holy Ghost will get strong in your heart. And he'll say, don't do it. You have a choice. You should know it's getting serious when he does that. And you have a choice to stop. You say, I've never heard the Holy Ghost tell me that. I've never heard the Holy Ghost inside of me. Have you ever checked? You have to stop and respect him. You have to stop and look inside. It's just exactly like Dave is coming down this aisle. I can't hear a word he is saying back there. He's talking to me all the while. He's been talking ever since he started. And he's got something to tell me. He's telling me something since he started at the back of the church. And I cannot hear him. Can you hear him? But he's telling me something. And he's been telling me something since he started way back there at the back of the church. But I can't hear him. Why can't I hear him? Several reasons. I'm not paying attention. I'm talking. I don't care. Right? I don't respect him. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm doing something that I think is more important. Doesn't matter. But most of all, I'm not close enough to hear what he has to say to find out if it's important or not. Now, as he comes closer, as he comes closer, as he comes closer, I can hear little bits and pieces of what he's saying. 
I hear a little bit better. Hmm. Yep. He's trying to get in touch with Keith for me. See how the service went. Said he couldn't get in touch with him. So he had to leave a message. When he sees it's us calling, they'll call us back, he says. But he had to get close enough to me. I had to get close enough to him. To hear what he was saying. Now, you stay far enough away from the Holy Ghost and far enough away from God, you're not going to hear from him. You doing your own thing, you're not going to hear from God. I had to want to hear what Dave said to tune my ear into him and face him and say, what are you saying? I turned to him. Did you catch it? I turned and I listened. What, what are you saying? Even for just a second. I didn't even turn to him for very long. And if I really wanted to get it clear, I'd say, now, what did he say, Dave? Couldn't get a hold of him. Couldn't get a hold to him. They'll call you back when they see your number on caller ID. Now, I got that real clear, didn't I? Wasn't confused about it. There was no misinterpretation about what he said. Because I got real close to him and I could hear him. The closer you get to God, the more clear things are going to come to your spirit. If you're not getting things clear between you and God, you're not getting your answers, you're not getting close enough to Him. And the more you tune your spirit in and the more you get used to listening to Him, the easier it'll be to do it. The more you get used to checking, when you go out this door, you say, okay, Holy Ghost, do we take anybody with us today? Sometimes when you're young, it takes longer. You think about 52 people. (laughs) But this one keeps coming up. Yeah. Then you find out after you get to lunch with them, they didn't have any money for lunch today. So we got that right. Then you go, okay, God, we got who we're supposed to take. Where do we go? Someplace expensive, someplace medium, someplace cheap. McDonald's. Okay, we'll go to McDonald's. Don't want to offend anybody. Okay, now we got that. Which way do we go, God? And it could take you an hour and a half to get where you're supposed to go today till you learn how to be led. And the more you grow in it, when you walk out the door, by the time you could get down the stairs, we have to walk downstairs. Okay, we're going here. We're taking these people with us. Just recently, there were some people that I thought, yeah, we probably need to go to lunch with them. By the time I got down the stairs, I said, nope, we're not taking them. We, we need to do this instead. We need to do this instead. Come to find out, it's a good thing we didn't. They wanted to. Pop us up for some investment deal. But it pays to be led. Pays to be led. You can be led instantly the more you listen. But 
Do not be led by external things. Because the devil can do lots in this external realm. He can make those people wear shoes with holes in them. And he's really, really, really good at showing people how to play pity party. And you could be real surprised at the person that's dressed up the nicest may be the person you need to take to lunch because they may be broke. And the reason that the person is so poor is because they refuse to listen to God. They refuse to take the job at the grocery store that he told them to take. There's reasons people stay broke year after year after year after year. Sometimes people need to go back and look. What did God tell me to do? At this point in time, Matt would need to go back and say, God, where did I miss it? And he and Lauren would need to repent and say, God, we missed it by not taking that job at the grocery store. Have mercy on us. What can we do now? Is it still available to us? Can we go talk to him? And get back on his path. And see if he'd have mercy on him. Not because he was losing his other job. Some people are are in the condition they're in because they refuse to listen to the Holy Spirit. So you must recognize his dealings. When he talks to you, recognize it. John 10, verse 4. When he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and they follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger's voice they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. The New Living says, for he... After he gathers his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And that's what you should do. From anything that's not the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3. We all know these. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not your own, to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. The Amplified says, lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord. And with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. The New Living says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will direct your paths. The message again says, trust in God from the bottom of your heart. And this is the one that we need to do. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Just like that job. Just like Keith tells you over and over and over again about this building. If we'd have waited till we figured it out on our own, how we could pay for this place, we wouldn't be in here right now. 
Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. You have to check in with him. And I told you this the last time. And I'll tell you it again for those of you who might not have been here. When we first start, I first started working with, with Dave, and, and I know he doesn't mind me telling you this because I've asked him over and over again. I'd say they forget things or, or things would happen and we wouldn't get them done or they just wouldn't recognize that this needed to be done or something. And I'd say, did you check in with the Holy Ghost? Or did you, you know, or if you'd have checked in with the Holy Ghost, he'd have reminded you about that. And, uh, so when he first started five years ago working for us, I said, Dave, you must check in with the Holy Ghost. Check in. And it wasn't a habit that he had, and it wasn't one that I had when I first started working with Keith either. So he used to set an alarm on his, on his phone. Like every hour, check in with the Holy Ghost. And it'd ring, check in with the Holy Ghost. And it buzz. What am I forgetting to do this hour? And until you retrain, because we're flesh. And we must retrain ourselves to be in tune with our spirit. And some people are not proud. And they recognize, I'm more flesh than I am spirit. And they're not too proud to say it. I was. And Keith would say, you wouldn't miss so much. There's no way you can remember everything that needs to be done around here. There's no way under the sun that this flesh of mine can remember everything that needs to be done at this church in this ministry. And if I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I'd forget three quarters of it. But with the Holy Ghost, you don't forget anything. And it's the same way in your house, with your kids, with your job. If you'll be humble enough to do something like what Dave did and say, okay, I've got an alarm on my phone. I'm not too proud. Somebody might ask you what that's for. Just remind myself to check in with the Holy Ghost. Be a good opportunity to preach. Remind myself to check in with the Holy Ghost before I leave my office that I didn't forget to do anything. Remind myself to check in with the Holy Ghost that before the kids leave for school that they didn't forget any of their homework. Remind myself to check in with the Holy Ghost that before I leave town that I didn't forget to pack something. Remind myself to check in with the Holy Ghost that before we go on this big vacation that we got everything we need and all of our tickets are right. Pride won't do that. They'll say, oh, I got it. Me and the Holy Ghost, we just like this. Your call. But I like hearing from him. And I try to train myself every few seconds. Check in, okay? Check in. If you see me close my eyes, it's, um, I'm not blinking because I have a dry eye syndrome. It's because I'm thinking. Okay, what? What? Train yourself to check in here, not up here. You'll miss it going up here. The other night, I told Rob, it was really, really funny. I put him on the spot. How many of you were here Friday night? Yeah. I put Rob on the spot. He was standing over here at the soundboard. 
And I said, Rob, you got something? Got a song? After I had some of the other guys. And he was moving kind of slow. I said, get on out here. Because I knew what he was doing. He's checking up here. Because Rob knows hundreds of songs. He said, Mrs. Moore, I was blank. I was like a blank piece of paper. He said, I couldn't remember Jesus loves me. This I know. I said, I know. I said, I wouldn't want you to check up here. I just want you to check down here. In training leaders, you don't want them checking up here. You want them checking in here. He said, I didn't get it till I put the microphone up and I checked in here. I said, that's right. That's why I wanted you moving quickly. And you yourself, if you go up here, you'll miss it. You got to check in here. I'll never forget when we first started in the ministry. Keith would be up here preaching away and he'd just stop right in the middle of it. He'd say, Phyllis, you got something? I'd say, no, no, leave me alone. Whoa, stop. Keep going. Leave me where I'm at. I'm just fine. Sit where I'm no, you got something. Come on up here. I'm thinking, no, I don't got nothing. Leave me where I'm sitting. I'm just perfectly fine where I am. He'd say, no, you got something. Come on up here. I'd say, I don't got nothing. He'd say, you do. But by the time I'd take that first step, in fa- I'd start checking on the inside. In here. Not up here. And I'd get it. But if you check up here, you'll miss it. Because you ain't got nothing up there worth nothing. I'm just kidding. You do. God gave us a brain for a reason. And especially a blonde brain, you know, like I say. But, you know. No, you do. He gave us a brain to use. But when it comes to being led, you must check in here and override what you get up here sometimes. Wait out, but check in here. Okay? And the last one. Respond. Just because you know what he told you don't mean you got to do what he told you or you're going to do what he told you. Respond means to yield. To react positively or favorably. To give way, to give place to one that, as, to, as to one that is superior. To defer, to submit, to obey. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. You can hear from the Holy Ghost from the time you get up till the time you go to bed at night and disobey Him every single time. God will not make you do anything. The devil will. He will make you be broke. He will steal your stuff. He will make you follow His path because you don't have a choice. Because you're broke and sick. But God won't. You have a choice. Just like Anna had a choice as to whether she was going to go have coffee with Jeremy. Just like Matt had a choice as to whether he was going to take that job. Just like Jackie had a choice as to whether she was going to calm down and talk to Andrew in a mean way. None of them obeyed. Things didn't go good for them. Just like Sarah had a choice as to whether she was going to listen um, when Taylor said he had to check the oil in the tires. You can have bad things go 
every single day in your life. And sit there and blame God for them. But God didn't do them. You allowed them to happen in your own life by not obeying the Holy Spirit. You left God out of them. God was there telling you, do this. And you chose not to do it. So therefore, you're on the roadside. Suffering when you didn't have to. Sick in the hospital from food poisoning. You have to choose whether you're going to obey or not obey. God won't make you. He wants you to. One reason I enjoy working with the youth so well is the other night we were dealing with somebody. Dave and I were dealing with them. And uh, they were sitting there and they said, yeah, I know that's right. I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm hard-headed. I ain't going to do it. Isn't that what they said? One of the youth. If it were just so simple with adults. They won't tell you that. They will say, yeah, I'll do it. And smile and look at you. And lie right straight to your face and say they're going to do it. But they won't do it. At least the youth, most of them will just be honest with you and look you square in the face and say, nope, they ain't going to do it. To me, anyway, they will. They might not to you, but to me, most of them will. At least you have something to work with. Disobedience dulls you. Every time the Holy Ghost tells you to do something that you don't do, it's like Dave gets further and further and further from me being able to hear him. It's like the distance it gets cloudier. First um, Timothy four two says it pretty good. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What does that do? It puts burns, calluses. It's like Keith used to tell the story about when we first got married... He worked on a shipping dock, and they'd load Lazy Boy recliners and everything else in the back of a truck. And he used to get these great big huge calluses on his hands right here. They was ugly, too. And um, some of the other guys had them, too. And they'd sit there with their pocket knives, not him so much as some of the others, and cut them off because it was just dry, dead skin. Because he got calloused. You can get that way with God by getting your own way. 
to where you can't hear from him. It gets harder and harder and harder to hear from him. But it's just like what Keith says. He don't lift those recliners anymore. And he don't lift that stuff anymore. And he don't have those calluses anymore. His hands are almost just as smooth as mine. Because he preaches now. And it can be the same way with you. Maybe you have been turning off the Holy Ghost, but maybe through some of these skits and some of this other stuff, you've seen what the difference can make in your life, how quickly things can be different. You can get soft and you can start hearing. You can obey him every day and things can get clearer and clearer and clearer. God wants a wonderful life for every person. That's his plan. I told somebody the other day, I think it's Jim and Giovanna. They're not here this morning. They're on vacation out on their motorcycles up in some place, them and Sky and Janet. And me and Sharon and Mike were talking about they didn't even invite us to go with them. <laughs> we thought about it. We didn't invite them to go the last time we went on a ride either, so it was fair. But, you know, because it's like Keith said, take that light and shine it in here, you know. So I guess I had to do that, you know. So, um, <clears throat> but, um, I think they're believing for a Bentley. Is that right? Yeah. Those cars are pretty expensive. And I told somebody, I said, you know what? It would just thrill me to see somebody walk up to them and hand them the keys to a brand new paid for Bentley today. Today. And they said, no, wouldn't you be jealous they're not the pastors. They're not. You should have better. I said, are you kidding me? It'd thrill me if every person in here had a better car than I had. A better house than I had. Had four boats and two yachts and six vacation homes. Because that's what God wants for every person in this room. And you know how you get it? By listening to the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you, if my priority was not ministry, I'd be a billionaire. And I'm not being arrogant. When I was in the business world... I was charging $1,000 a day to do jobs. I was in the business world. And that was just when I started my business. That was straight off the cuff. The first week I went into business, $1,000 a day. But the only reason that you could do that is because you had learned. I was going into doctor's offices and finding where their problems were, what was causing their money not to come in. But I had an inside track. I didn't have to spend months trying to figure it out. I'd go in there and lay my hands on this, and I'd lay my hands on this, and I'd lay my hands on this. Let's start here. 
And in a week's time, I'd found them $100,000. You think they'll have you come back? Why was that? Only one thing. The Holy Ghost. Just one thing. They got to a point, come hire these people. We don't ever have to fire who you hire. Doctor's offices, still today I can contact them. They still have the same people. Why is that? Only the Holy Ghost. Because you don't go by what's up here. You go by what's in here. Now every person in this room can be that asset in the business world. Every person. I'm in the ministry. I quit that. That's why I think every person in this room should have way better than what I've got. Because you should be able to go out there and suck the natural people in this world from their natural goods because you've got something inside you that they don't got. You should be able to overshadow them and just take over every business and everything that there is because you've got something inside you. But it don't come from watching TV 24-7 and yelling with your wife 24-7 and being disobedient to what the Holy Ghost tells you to do in the little things. You got to start with where do we go to lunch today? And which direction do we take? And who do we invite? And then tomorrow morning when you get up, should we sit here and do this today or should we do this today? And every single day, check with the Holy Ghost. What are we supposed to be doing today? And do it. And every person in this room could be a millionaire, a billionaire. God's not against it. It's you holding you back. He will direct you to the right job. He will direct you to the right car. He will direct you to the right buyers. He will direct you to the right sellers. He will direct you to the right everything. Because the Holy Ghost knows everything. God knows everything. And all you need to do is what you've got now is like there's a straight line between you and God. Nothing hindering it. But what's happened is you've got all these intersections. That's cutting it off. All you've got to do is unplug it. Take out all those things that's unplugging it all the way. And get your straight line back and hear from God. Get all your answers. Every child, every youth, every person in this room can be healed and prosperous and on the top of their game, whatever it is, if they just listen to him. Look at the look at the people in the Old Testament. 
Solomon. He was poor, right? And sick. Right? Even poor old Job. He started out poor and sick. No, he didn't. He was well and rich. Got sick for a little while. Got back. Double what he had before because he listened to the Holy Ghost. What about Abraham? People that serve God should have, should be blessed. But you must learn to listen and not override it. You must learn to yield when he tells you to do something. And it's not always what you want to do. But if you'll do it, you will come out on top. There's no question about it. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Let's stand up and give him some glory this morning.